progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've experienced orthopedic trauma, you know that the injuries can sometimes take weeks or months to completely heal. My guest today is Dr. Alan Entebbe. He's an orthopedic trauma surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Dr. Entebbe, so what constitutes an orthopedic trauma? What do you see most commonly? Uh, orthopedic trauma uh, varies. Uh, there's different mechanisms that can cause, uh, obviously, trauma. Uh, living here in Southern California, where people are very active, uh, orthopedic trauma could occur anywhere from you know falling from a tree, motorcycle accidents, motor vehicle accidents. Uh, we, you know, pretty much anything that causes uh, a bone to break is considered a fracture. But by definition, from an ER classification, uh, the orthopedic trauma has a strict stipulation, meaning, uh, you know, depending on the velocity of, for example, from a gunshot, you know, if it's just a handgun may not be considered a trauma patient, depending on, uh, you know, the type of injury. But most of the time, it's what we consider high-velocity type injuries, fall from a height, motor vehicle accidents, motorcycle accidents, pedestrians getting hit by cars. Uh, you know, a kid falling from a skateboard is not considered a trauma victim. He, although he sustained a traumatic injury to his wrist or leg, is not considered a quote-unquote trauma patient. If you broke a bone, do you always know it? Uh, usually with... Uh, uh, with orthopedic fractures, uh, a lot of times patients will experience pain. Depending on the type of fracture, location of fracture, as well as what we call the displacement of the fracture, will determine the degree of pain. Now, everybody deals with pain a little differently, but most of the time when patients fall or injure themselves, uh, they hurt. And a lot of times they don't know if they're broken or not, if they're fractured. So they will go to the urgent care emergency room and an x-ray will take place, and at that point the diagnosis will be made. But I have seen patients who have gone, you know, a week or two and thinking that they just quote unquote sprained their wrist, they come in and they sure enough have a fracture. So a lot of it depends on the degree of injury and the degree of uh, fracture uh, involvement. Are musculoskeletal injuries considered orthopedic trauma? If somebody say tears their bicep or really tears their ACL as in girls in soccer, is that considered a trauma situation? Uh, that is not considered an emergent trauma, but it is considered a traumatic injury, uh, mostly sports-related type injury, uh, whether it's a soccer injury or lifting uh, you know, heavy weight or you know, fixing your, your car with a wrench. Uh, sometimes people can get biceps, tendon injuries, ACL injuries. These are not trauma victims, but they are traumatic injuries and do need uh, orthopedic attention. Is this treated the same way that it used to be, doctor? Do they now do splints and casts? And I seem to not see so many people in casts anymore. That is correct. Uh, a lot of times, uh, very frequently, uh, when a patient needs orthopedic surgical care, our goal is to get the patient uh, mobilized as quickly as possible. So uh, we use what's called internal fixation. So if you have a broken bone, instead of putting a cast on it, we often treat it with plates and screws, which is like an internal cast that stabilizes the bone. And you may have a splint on just to protect the soft tissues for a week or two and then take it off in the office and allow to immediately start moving the leg or the knee or the wrist or whatever it may be. Now, not all broken bones need 
surgery, and that's what we are there for to determine. And if the bone uh, does not require surgery, then we do immobilize it with a splint or a cast for a few weeks and then remove it once the fracture starts to heal a little bit, again, to um, get a mo- mobility of the joint, get the patient up and moving and, and uh, function as quick as possible. If a bone is fractured, doctor, does it ever truly heal? Does it develop arthritic conditions in the joints of that fractured bone? How does that work for after the fact? That's a good question. So anytime there's a fracture, our bones, especially our long bones, uh, you know, could be fractured anywhere. So if you have a long bone injury, like a femur or a tibia or a forearm, if it's in the middle of the bone, most likely you will not develop any arthritic conditions as long as the bone heals and is fixed appropriately. However, if the fracture occurs near or into a joint, like a knee joint or a wrist joint, then the cartilage inside that joint will eventually deteriorate, especially if the injury is very severe to that joint. So eventually, one of the things that we educate patients on is, uh, you know, years down the road, you may develop what we call post-traumatic arthritis. So it's not arthritis from being old, it's arthritis from having a previous injury to that joint. And uh, future surgeries may be required, depending on the degree of arthritis and the severity. And what about things like clavicle fractures? How are those fixed? Is it almost always a surgical situation or because that would seem hard to splint? Funny you ask that. Um, I'm about to fix one in a little bit. Um, but anyway, so clavicle fractures back when I was in training, uh, we used to not fix a lot of them. But, you know, through research, uh, we have noticed that people just do better, return to function better and have less uh, future issues with their shoulder when we do fix them. Because the clavicle is a very superficial bone, studies have shown that putting these figure of eight splints really do not work. So if somebody has a clavicle fracture, really all they need is some immobilization with an arm sling or a sling and swath. Depending on the patient's age, location of the fracture, and again, displacement of the fracture will determine whether they require surgery or not. And if they do require surgery, it's usually through plating and screws to stabilize the fracture and again, allow for early mobilization. Is dislocation considered an orthopedic trauma? You see in the media and on TV, somebody popping something back into place. Is that really how it works, doctor? Yes. So anytime somebody sustained an injury uh, in football, car accident, motorcycle, they can uh, sustain what's called dislocation. So when a joint pops out of place, most commonly occurs in the shoulder in the hip and in the knee. And usually these are very severe injuries. Uh, They require a lot of force to force that joint to pop out of place. Sometimes you can have associated fractures associated with that dislocation, which makes the severity of the injury much worse, in addition to neurological injury, like a nerve injury or or a vascular injury, injuring the vessels of that joint. And uh, these are usually considered more complex cases. What about something like a femur fracture and and the need for a rod? If the femur being such a long bone does fracture or the shaft fractures, do you still put rods in and do those stay in then for the life of the person? Yes. uh, Rods are used in all long bone fractures, usually when they're in the top, middle, or end of the bone. Once they get really close to the joint, we tend not to use rods. 
Rods are an internal splint, so they go into the marrow of the bone. All of our bones are hollow, like tubes inside. And uh, when a bone is fractured in the middle, we're able to slip the rod in between the shaft of the bone to act as an internal splint. These rods usually stay in forever unless there are complications, such as infection that develops several months later, or the fracture, despite our best efforts and the patient's biology, the fracture doesn't heal and those rods need to be removed and uh, the fracture refixed either with another rod or a different device. And most of what we've been talking about, as you say, are long bones or more external, but what about spinal fractures? What's different about them? And is that considered a real emergent situation? Yes, yeah, so I'm not... I'm not a spine surgeon, uh, but I do know about spine fractures. So uh, usually with spine injuries, especially with high-velocity injuries, uh, one of the big fear because our spinal cord is wrapped around the spine or the, uh, is protected by the spine. So anytime there's a spine fracture, we're always about neurological injury. So depending, again, on the degree of the spine injury, the location, and uh, the possible involvement of the spinal cord or the nerves coming out of the spine will depend with somebody needs surgery or not. Sometimes spine injuries, depending on the severities, are just treated with bed rest or brace up into, uh, you know, major surgery with uh, screws and, and rods to stabilize the spine. Uh, so depending on the severity, it depends on the treatment. So wrap it up for us here in just a few minutes, in the last few minutes, Dr. Antebi, about orthopedic trauma, what constitutes, and really what people should think about when they're trying to prevent these type of injuries. Sure. So as an orthopedic surgeon, I see people from all walks of life and occur, uh, you know, injuries can occur in anything from, you know, hanging your Christmas lights in Christmas and falling from a ladder all the way to waking up in the morning, going to work and just, you know, a traumatic accident happens. You just never know. So uh, uh, one of the things we also educate here in Southern California are the use of all-terrain vehicles, motorcycles. These are very dangerous uh, uh, pieces of uh, motorized equipment where there's very little protection like a car uh, where you have four doors around you and a shell. So uh, uh, so trying to avoid, I mean, everybody likes to have fun, but we need to uh, be smart, be pro- protect ourselves, protect, uh, wear protective gear such as helmets, wrist pads, uh, you know, when riding these uh, devices. But unfortunately, and obviously seatbelts, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, things happen to, despite our best efforts and people get injured. And that's why we exist, to help uh, get people back into shape or get them healed. And uh, like you said in your earlier comment, um, uh, sometimes uh, patients have multiple injuries, multiple fractures in different locations. The severities may change. And uh, in one split second after a major accident, your whole life takes a different turn of events. And, uh, you know, you, you're severely injured and it can take months to years to sometimes heals. And sometimes people don't get back all their function where they're, you know, partially crippled, disabled, whatever it is. But most people, uh, you know, with one or two injuries can uh, heal appropriately, can return back to function and uh, live productive lives. And doctor, why should they come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care? Sure. So Palmdale offers uh, uh, excellent uh, treatment in, uh, in orthopedic care. Uh, there's an emergency room that is well qualified to uh, diagnose fractures. If it's something that is emergent and urgent, uh, these patients will get admitted to the hospital. Uh, we have orthopedic uh, doctors on call here who will come and evaluate the patient and determine whether they need to be orthopedically surgically treated. Uh, uh, in, in addition, we have uh, 
uh, uh, excellent uh, equipment here that uh, uh, is able to, to treat most orthopedic injuries. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio. And for more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.